usually when the speaker walks up, hey, <laughs> there we go. There's some excitement. Giving you guys a second chance. It is exciting to uh, be able to spend time with those of you that have to be here today. Uh, it's really encouraging uh, to carry on the theme of the well uh, for this year, which is identity. And so I want to spend some time talking with you about this and, and helping you realize how difficult this is. For anybody that's done this this semester, uh, this is a challenging topic because you're kind of digging in and laying out in front of everybody, whether they want to know it or not, something about you. You're very vulnerable. And so what I want to start out with is telling you uh, my identity. What, what you see is what I see every morning when I wake up, a good-looking fit man. Some of you are listening to that. Thanks, Ted, and appreciate you back there with me. Uh, just kidding. When you ask me what my identity is, or when I want to talk to somebody about what my identity is, it really depends on when in my life you ask me that question. It differs. It's so different. So there was a point in time in my life where my identity was a skinny kid. And that might sound like a weird identity for somebody to talk about, but for me, I was so skinny that I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to take my shirt off in front of people. I wanted to be like the other kids that had a little bit more weight and their pants fit them. I didn't have to double tuck my belt. I was embarrassed to go to the swimming pool because of how skinny I was. I was so skinny that I was afraid to play football. I was afraid to play basketball. And so I did the only sports that kind of fit with a skinny person, which were track and cross country. And God cursed me with that, I believe. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it that much. So at one time, I would tell you my identity was that of a skinny person. Another point in my life, if you would have asked me who I was, I would tell you 1.49. Anybody have any idea? GPA. I graduated high school with a one, <laughs> look at your face, 1.49 GPA, and the administration found some way to kick it up to that 1.5 so that I could graduate from high school. And it's really funny because my parents are videoing my graduation. They have one of these huge cameras on their shoulders as they're videoing, and you can see all my friends in line that are excited because they're about to walk across that stage but my parents are on me, and you can see the nervousness inside me, and you can see that as they get closer and closer to the lady that's, that's holding the piece of paper that has names on it, I'm not high-fiving friends. I'm looking over to see if my name is going to be called at graduation. At one point, I was 1.49. 
back in 1993, I was a freshman at York College in York, Nebraska. If you go back to the 1993 yearbook, uh, this is what you will see. This is my yearbook picture from 1993. Yeah, that's an earring. Yes, that's a hat flipped up, <laughs> up like a gangster. Yes, that's a Miami sweatshirt. Yeah, this guy is a knucklehead. I might still identify as a knucklehead. At one time, this was my identity. Because I was a knucklehead, and because I didn't really engage in the classroom in the way that I should when I was here at York College, after two years, York College really didn't want me back. And so I had to go away, and I had to do something, and the something that I could do was I could be a janitor at a Christian school. And so I went from this identity where I felt like I was a life of the party to being a guy who was carrying around a broom and a mop, and I was cleaning up after kids. At one time, if you asked me what my identity was, it was I was a janitor. <laughs> President of your college such a humbling title to carry to be able to go out on behalf of you and talk to people who have never heard about this place before, to talk to people who have been a part of this place before and say, hey, would you be willing to come along and help us financially so that we can get more students at this place? Would you be willing to give money so that we can build new buildings or renovate current structures as a president of York University, my identity is a person who gets to be the front runner for you guys. That's part of my identity. Maybe the most proud identity is that of being a husband to Lisa Smith, a dad to Brooklyn, Bear, and Bowden Smith. It's my identity, it's part of my identity. But I've got to be honest with you. My life's a mess. It's crazy. If you take all these data points of my life, even just today, even just this week or this month or this year, but you take my whole life and you take all those data points, it's nothing but a mess. So my identity could be that of just a messy, messy person. But I want to tell you who I really am. Who I really am is not found in 1 Corinthians 5.17 for you Bible scholars. It's found in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Listen to this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. You know what my identity is? 
I'm new. I'm a new creation because of Christ Jesus. That's who I am, and that's who I'll always be, not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. I'm a new creation. That's my identity. What about you? What's your identity? It's really interesting. One of my favorite folks besides Jesus and God in the Bible would be this guy. You recognize him from his portrait. Just kidding. This is Paul. I love Paul. Paul wrote most of the New Testament as we know it, outside of the Gospels. And if you dig into Ephesians, my favorite letter of all time, Paul is spending most of the time in the first part of Ephesians telling the readers, those people who have given their life to Christ, over and over again, you are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. He has to remind them over and over and over again, you are in Christ Jesus. You know why? Because we forget. You know why? Because we don't always live out our identity. If you look at my Bible, it looks like a scantron because I've circled all those times that Paul says in, 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 in. You are in Christ Jesus. It's like Paul is trying to slap us in the face and remind us you are in Christ Jesus. And then he gets his part, my favorite Bible verse of all time, where he says, if you're in Christ Jesus, it doesn't stop there. If you're in Christ Jesus, this is what your life should look like. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children. If we're in Christ Jesus, we don't just sit back and sit in the corner and tell people that we are in Christ Jesus. We're actually supposed to live a life that looks like our Father in heaven. We are supposed to imitate him in the way that we talk, in the way that we walk, in the way that we study, in the way we spend our weekends, in the ways that we go to church, the ways that we engage with each other, the ways we think about our purity. Paul says, if you're in Christ Jesus, then imitate God, your Father in heaven. And I'll be honest with you, I do the very best that I can. It still looks messy. But the good news is that because of Christ Jesus, these data points are all straightened out into a straight line that leads straight to God. What's my identity? It's not being the president of York University. It's not being the husband of Lisa Smith, or the father of Brooklyn Smith, or a knucklehead, or a janitor. My identity is I'm a new creation because of what Jesus Christ did. And I want to challenge you. 
to not just hear that. Because you're going to hear it over and over and over again here at York University. That's part of the reason why you came. Don't just listen to the words. Start acting like the new creation that God created you to be. Let's pray. Father God, you have blessed us in mighty, mighty ways through your son, Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to tell these people in this room of what you have done in my life and what you want to do in their life. Will you help us to not just claim to be followers of you? Will you give us the boldness to step up in our classrooms, in our teams, with our friends, in our residence halls, in the cafeteria, in town? Give us the boldness to look like you in everything that we do. I pray this through your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.